I'm Sarah Payne, and this is The Doctor's Wife, episode number 48, Why Processing Your Emotions is So Important. This is The Doctor's Wife, a podcast for the woman who supported her husband through a decade or more of medical training, and who's always held everything together at home, and who's ready to take a little more time for self-care because she knows that there's no way she can take care of the people she loves unless she takes care of herself as well. Let's take care of you. You are so much more than a doctor's wife. Hey guys, I just want to take a minute to welcome anybody who is new to listening to the podcast. We are growing. It's so exciting to me to that this little community of doctor's wives is growing and you guys are sharing the podcast and it's really just thank you. Thank you for being here. There's tons of podcasts you could listen to and it means so much to me that you choose to take, you know, 20 or 30 minutes out of your day each week and listen to this one and we are coming up on a year, like a year of podcasting. I'm so excited and I have some fun things planned. Some, uh, Basically, I just want to give away some of my favorite things. That's <laughs> what's going to happen. So we got uh, giveaways in the works and um, just to say thank you. Like, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. I really appreciate it. I know that it's... The life that you are leading and supporting your husband in his job as a physician can often be lonely and it can be work that isn't really recognized very often. And I just want you to know that I I support you and I appreciate what you do. I spoke about this on an Instagram stories a while ago, which come follow me on Instagram at Sarah Payne Coaching, because that's where I'm going to be doing most of the giveaways, by the way. So at Sarah Payne Coaching on Instagram and Facebook. But My dad had a heart incident a few months ago and it was in the middle of the night and doctors were called in to help him and to save his life. And I just thought about all of the people at home that the doctor was leaving and that the doctors were leaving. And I just want you to know I appreciate you. And I know that your family makes a lot of sacrifices for the health and well-being of other people. And so thank you for that. Thank you for doing that for my dad, who's doing great, by the way. Okay, can I know I talked about Austin Cleon last week, but you guys, his new book is so good. I wish I could show you it. It's just excellent. So it's called Keep Going and 10 Ways to Stay Creative in Good Times and Bad. And I won't go into too much detail about it because you can go pick it up on Amazon. I think it's like seven bucks or something like that. But he talks about 10 different ways that you can stay creative or get creative. And one of the things that he says is to disconnect from the world to connect with yourself. And it's kind of like, well, duh, of course. But I think that we all, for the most part, have so few times when we disconnect with the world. Like our phone is always right by us, isn't it? And there's media and TV and the news and all sorts of ways that we can connect with one another, which I think is super amazing and a great time to be alive. But when we want to create something that doesn't currently exist in the world, at least not from our hands and from our brain, then we have to disconnect a little bit in order for 
to be able to be in tune with the inspiration that it's going to take to create whatever it is we want to want to create. So go check out Keep Going. Okay, today we're going to talk about processing emotions. And we've talked about this before. I've talked, I have a podcast, I think it's podcast number eight, all about processing emotions. It's really important. And so you might be asking, why are we talking about this again? We've already done that. But I see it come up so very much with my clients that I think that it would be so beneficial for you to hear about it in a different way and to, to just go into a little bit deeper about why processing emotions matters. It's kind of a buzz phrase right now, right? Like, for and I think it means different things for different people. I know for some it means to talk about your feelings with someone. Like, I need to process what happened. I need to, like, talk about it. I need my husband to listen to me, my girlfriend to listen to me, my sister to listen to me. But what it means to me and what it will mean in, in as far as this podcast goes is it means to feel the sensations in your body that are caused by any particular emotion. And before we talk about processing emotions, I think it would be good to talk about emotions in general and what are some of the things that we do instead of processing emotions. So like I said, emotions are just sensations, physical sensations in our body. And they always come from our thoughts, always. And if it doesn't come from our thoughts, like if if the wind blows and it rustles my hair and I feel it on my face, that's a sensation, right? That comes from the wind. But uh, an emotion always starts in the brain and then travels to the body, whereas a sensation can start in the body and then travel to the brain. And there are a couple of things that we do when we choose not to process our emotions. There are other things that we can sometimes do. We often resist it. And resisting it is kind of like pushing it away. I like to imagine a volcano and it's just like rumbling and rumbling and it's about to explode, but it's not there yet, right? Like there's all of that energy, but it hasn't exploded yet. Like resisting is pushing it away. Like I will often resist frustration. I'll just push away like, ugh. You know, it looks very passive aggressive for me when I resist emotion. And we'll often resist emotions until we can't anymore, right? Because we can only push that energy down for so long. We can only hold that beach ball under the water for so long. We can only keep that door closed for so long. And then we can't anymore. And then we react to it. Like think of road rage. (laughs) That's a great example of reacting to it, right? Or yelling at your kids. Or even ugly crying can be reacting to it when we just like can't hold it in anymore and it just kind of all comes out. And another thing that we do besides resisting and reacting to the emotions is we buffer or numb our emotions. And this is one thing that we're conditioned to do from such a young age. And it can cause a lot of problems. Like buffering in and of itself isn't a big deal until it is a big deal. So some of the ways that we as human beings buffer is with food, with Netflix or TV, Facebook and Instagram, we buffer with work. And and then there's all sorts of other buffers, right? Like alcohol and pornography. And some of these buffers are okay until they're not, right? It's fine to buffer with food until we have a weight problem or until we're watching way more TV than we want to and we're not getting the things done that we want or until we spend an excessive amount of time on social media or until we become workaholic. And so buffering is a problem because it's not allow we don't allow ourselves to fully feel our emotions. And it's so interesting because things that in other regards can 
be considered positive things like work or exercise can even turn into buffers. Like you can buffer with anything. You can buffer with gossiping. There's so many ways to buffer. So if we don't buffer and we don't resist the emotion and we don't react to it, what we have left is to feel our feelings, to process our emotions. And I like to picture like a little camera that's actually going into my body. So it's processing emotions and feeling our feelings is when we actually like we get out of our head and we go into our body to see what that emotion feels like physiologically in our body. So I like to picture a little camera like going through my body and looking around and exploring what's going on. And I ask myself questions like, what does it look like? What color is it? Is it soft or hard? Is it fast or slow? What am I feeling? Like I like to name it. Oh, this is anxiety. I like to ask myself, where is it centered? And then this is a question that my coach gave me when she was helping me process emotions the other day. She said, how is it changing as we talk about it? So fascinating, right? Where do you feel it now? And you just take a minute and you go out of your head and into your body and you find it. And then you'll you'll discover that usually for me, it's after, after just a few minutes. I All of a sudden, I can't really find it anymore. I'm like, wait, where did it go? I don't know where it went again. And my brain always likes to go to, I'll be processing an emotion and then it'll go to like, Ugh, is it over yet? And that's a telltale sign that I'm not processing my emotions anymore. I'm back in my head, right? I'm not in my body. And so I just redirect. Okay, let's go back and in, back into my body and find it. It's, a, it's very similar to meditation in like the way that you need to redirect your brain. You just continue to redirect your brain. And I'm just going to, I've told, I told you this in the other podcast about this, but this whole process is most likely going to feel a little bit awkward for you. If you've never done it before, you might like give some sideboard glances to make sure that your husband isn't watching you. And I found that in my case, and in the case of many of my clients that are science minded research hungry husbands aren't really always super keen on the whole processing emotions idea. Like (laughs) I've never gotten my husband to do it. (laughs) And that's totally okay. He can be logical and I can be emotional. And I'm totally fine with the fact that he thinks it's a little bit woo-woo to do this. And I can be the one to teach it to our kids. So I can kind of hear you saying, but what's the point? Like, why would I want to process my feelings? And The reason is because the other alternatives, the reacting and resisting and buffering, can have some really negative consequences in our life. Often people will ask, there's so many ways to not feel our feelings, like why would I do that? And I'm going to try to sell you on this today. There's a couple of reasons we're going to talk about them, but also I want you to consider that you cannot, in regards to buffering and numbing your emotions, you can't selectively numb your emotions. So if you're numbing the quote-unquote negative emotions, you're also numbing the positive ones because you cannot selectively numb emotions. Brene Brown has taught us that. But this is what feeling our feelings also teaches us in processing our emotions. I use those interchangeably, all right? It teaches our brain that feelings are harmless, even really intense ones like shame. Shame for most people is intolerable and it's actually an emotion that I've been working on processing instead of buffering with or resisting. And I've been working with my coach on creating kind of an emotional directory for it, which that's another podcast for another time. But it's like you just get really good at being able to describe exactly what it feels like in your body. Like for me, shame is black and heavy and it rests on my heart and it's hot and 
moves really slow. So I want you to consider creating an emotional directory for yourself so that you can recognize those emotions when they come on and it just gives your brain a reminder, oh yeah, this is just shame. Like I'm not dying. Nothing has gone wrong here. I'm just feeling a little bit of shame. So processing our emotions teaches our brain that feelings are harmless. It's what we often do when we're feeling them that can be so destructive. But the actual physical sensation in our body cannot kill us. It cannot hurt us. It's what we do with it that sometimes causes us a lot of pain. But just feeling them is totally and completely harmless. The second thing that we learned by processing emotions is that when negative emotion is high, problem solving abilities are really low. So I want you to think of like the last time you felt frustrated or angry. Maybe it was with your husband and maybe working late affected some family plans that you had or a date night. And so can you picture yourself feeling angry or even just disappointed and either resisting that pushing it away or reacting to it by maybe acting a little bit passive aggressive towards your children or calling him and having an argument or maybe resisting it, right? By just like being, I shouldn't feel this way, but I do. And maybe just maybe you decide, oh, this is terrible and I feel awful and where's the bowl of ice cream and Downton Abbey when I need it, right? And so in the thick of that anger or frustration or disappointment, How many useful solutions did you come up with? My guess is if you're anything like me, not any. Because when negative emotion is high, problem solving capabilities are very low. So we can resist or react to it, or we can go grab some chocolate and buffer with it and see what's on Netflix. But what we don't often realize in the moment is that none of those options get us any closer to solving the problem. When we feel our feelings, what we're left with is our real life. And then we can search for solutions instead of suppressing how we feel. Solutions to that anger or that loneliness, right? Or that frustration or that disappointment. You guys, the only problem food ever solved is hunger. It really doesn't solve the frustration or the loneliness or the inadequacy that you feel. It actually, I would argue, just perpetuates it. When we eat for emotional reasons, we just create more problems for ourselves. If you are willing to feel any emotion, that creates so much self-confidence. Because think about it. What if you weren't afraid to have a difficult conversation with your husband? Not because you knew you could control him, but because you knew that no matter what he said or how he reacted, you would be okay. You could handle any emotion. Or what if you weren't afraid to say no to helping out out with some kind of community event or church project because you knew that saying yes to it meant saying that you know to the needed time with your family. And what if you were willing to feel the disappointment or the urge to people please or even the rejection that might come from worrying about what other people thought of you? What if you were just willing to do that? That creates so much self-confidence. Like that's what true self-confidence is. Truly, the only way to get past our negative emotions effectively is through them. We really can't skirt around them and effectively solve the problems in our life. And you might be thinking, 
this is what I've heard from my clients before. That seems just really scary. Like I'm worried I'll go down that deep, dark tunnel and I'll never come back. But I want to offer to you that when you're truly processing your emotions, when you're in your body, not in your head, then it gets you out of your brain and out of all of those thoughts that are creating the negative emotion for you. And it stops those thoughts. And so you're just focusing 100% on the sensations in your body. It's going to be really awkward at first, you guys. It's like learning any other skill. You're going to be terrible at it. And you're going to find yourself going, okay, I feel anxiety feels heavy on my chest. Is it over? Is it over? How do I get out of this? And then you'll have to redirect your brain. And then you, when you recognize that you're wanting it to be over, remind yourself, oh, wait, this is just anxiety. I'm going to go back into my body it's purple or whatever color it is for you, right? And I feel it in my fingertips and I feel it in my temples. And you just actually physically relax your shoulders and breathe deep. When you truly feel your feelings, you're actually not in a rush for it to be over. That is a really, really a key sign. It's just like, one of the thoughts I love about feeling feelings is this is full spectrum living. Like this is me feeling the bad so that I am able to more fully appreciate the good. And there isn't joy without sorrow. And so when we're willing to feel the negative emotions, it makes the positive emotions even more positive. And the truth is, like, it really doesn't hardly ever take me more than a few minutes to process an emotion. It's something I can do while I'm washing dishes, while I'm driving carpool, while I'm fixing dinner. And even sometimes it looks like, kids, I just need a second. I just need a second. Like I'm not going to talk right now because I'm feeling my feelings. (laughs) So you really can process any emotion like while you're going about your day. I found that it usually just takes a couple of minutes and it kind of washes over me and then I'm able to think more clearly and I'm able to problem solve from that space once I've processed the emotion. And it will often come back because I'll have more thoughts about it and it just gives me the opportunity. Oh, yep, here it is again. Here's that emotion. I'm just going to feel it. What this also does that I find is such a positive consequence of processing our emotions is that I used to, if I had a bad moment, it was so easy for it to turn into a bad day or a bad week or like this funk that I was in. And I've discovered that as I'm willing to process emotions, I can have a bad moment or get frustrated or angry or upset or lose my temper. And then I can just take a minute and process what I'm feeling. And I can turn my whole day around. Like I've just realized, oh wait, I don't have to be angry all day. Like I can just feel this anger now and let it go and let it float on by. And then I can get back to feeling how I want to feel and choosing on purpose how I want to feel. So there you have it. Processing emotions teaches our brain that feelings are actually harmless. And the second thing that it does is it allows us to let those emotions wash over us and then we can effectively problem solve for what the real problem is in our life instead of masking it with food or Instagram or some other buffer. I want to give you the challenge to process your emotions a couple of times over the next week and let me know how it goes and shoot me an email if you have any questions. Have a good one. I'll see you next time. One more thing. If you're listening to this podcast thinking, this girl totally gets me, then you have to check out all the free resources I have at sarahpain.com. 
and you can also find me on Instagram at Sarah Payne Coaching and on Facebook at Sarah Payne Coaching as well.